0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to continue with Daniel. We're going to be in chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Just to recap a little bit of what we saw yesterday, Daniel was given this supernatural ability to interpret a dream that had been bothering Nebuchadnezzar. None of Nebuchadnezzar's court, none of his magicians or whoever it was that was supposed to interpret dreams could do it. And Nebuchadnezzar was threatening to kill them. Daniel stepped in, correctly interpreted the dream and was so impressive to Nebuchadnezzar that not only was Daniel promoted, but Nebuchadnezzar said this about Daniel's God, truly, your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries for you have been able to reveal this mystery. In other words, Daniel it's incredible. Your God must be the true God. He must be the biggest God, the, the best God, because nobody else was able to reveal this. And so your God, Daniel, is so great. And you might stop there and go, wow, Nebuchadnezzar sounds like he's about to get converted. Like, this is big step for the old boy. And uh, then we turn the page to chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold image whose height was 60 cubits and breadth 6 cubits He set it up on a plain of Dura in in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent together all the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. By the way, friends, when when you see repetition like this in the Bible, it's not just like the editor's you know, weren't paying attention, just wrote stuff too many times. This is intentional. This means something. When when there's repetition like this, it means something. And just looking at it at surface value, not digging into the Hebrew real deep or, or digging into this a whole lot. What I would say is one of the key purposes of all this reputation is to say this is a big deal. Nebuchadnezzar puts up this huge gold image. He calls all the leaders, all the big time guys from all over the, the the country to come and be part of this dedication. And the the big idol, the image was a big deal and the dedication around it was therefore a big deal as well. Here's what the herald proclaimed aloud in verse 4. This is a message from the king. You are commanded O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you're to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning fiery furnace. Whoa. Verse 7, Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshiped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So there's a few things to point out in this text. First of all, uh, we should mention that Nebuchadnezzar is a little bit fickle when it comes to Daniel's God, because he just got done pretty much seeming to praise his name. And just a few verses later, he's like, eh, must not be that cool. I'm going to set up this big gold image, and that'll be awesome. So Nebuchadnezzar's not terribly committed. He's not about to get saved. He's worshiping false gods like he always did and giving lip service to Daniel's God. Second thing that jumps out to me is if you don't worship this false god the way that you're supposed to, when you're supposed to, you're going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. That sounds pretty darn extreme, doesn't it? And so it's like, settle down. Like, why is this such a big deal? The third thing that jumps out at me, and this is the one that is really convicting to me and at the same time boggles my mind, and it's that the people actually did it. They threatened the people to with death if they didn't bow down and worship, and so they worshiped. It's like nobody stood up and said, hey, this is messed up, man. Like, why is this penalty for not worshiping your God so severe? Why is this so important to you? They just kind of blindly went along and bowed down. So here's the question, and we can't draw a false equivalency between where we're at today in 2021 and where these folks are at. There are many, many differences. I'm not trying to draw an equivalency. However, there's a little bit from this that ought to make us wonder— Is there anything in our culture, in our world today, where people are being pressured to bow down and worship, and if they don't, they're going to pay a price? Now, of course, they're not going to be burned in a fiery furnace. It's not probably a golden image, and the pressure that we're being received is not an edict from the king with all these specific requirements. But it just makes me wonder— Where in our culture today, and maybe many places, I don't know what ideas the Lord might put in your mind in response to this question, and I don't have anything specific in my mind, but I just think that we do live in a culture where masses of people, without being critically thinking or engaged about it, just fall in line with whatever the culture or the opinion leaders or whoever say to do. Just uncritically, oh, yep, go this way, bow down, I'm not even going to think about it. Of course, what we're going to find out tomorrow is there are three dudes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who are like, nope, I ain't doing that. They stood up against the cultural norm, and God did some amazing things for them. Let's ask an even more specific question. Not not just do we see places in our culture where that's happening, but friends, are there places in your life where... You are being pressured to bow down to something that is not of God, not true. And I'm not saying literally bow down. I'm not saying literally worship. I think we're all smart enough to not do that. But we do kind of give affection to things that don't deserve the affection. We give them attention to things that don't deserve the attention. We prioritize things too much that don't deserve the priority we give them. And that's not unlike at least a little bit of what we're seeing here at the beginning of chapter three in Daniel. Come back tomorrow for one of the coolest stories in the Bible, one of my favorites, the three guys in the fiery furnace. See you tomorrow.
0: The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts.